0: Hi, this is Aaron Michael. I'm the CEO of PathSource. You're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy.
1: Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. And I love to get interesting people. Uh, Wherever they may be and whatever they're doing, if I can find anyone who can help us with our journeys in our businesses, help inspire us by sharing their journeys, then i go and find them for us. And uh, today, what I wanted to do was, you know, we've had a a lot of different uh, entrepreneurs at different stages of their careers. Some are doing it um, uh, full time. And uh, what I wanted to do was just find out what it's like being in the trenches and and really fighting hard to get funding for your app, uh, because I think with those shared experiences we learn a lot from them. And so it's going to be a very interesting episode. If you're working right now and you're interested in in uh, learning about someone else who is is working full time and and trying to do this on a, as like a side project, uh, then this is going to be the episode for you. So I am interviewing uh, Anthony Kolika, and he is uh, the proud. Uh, owner of an idea called the uh, zombie preparedness course and it's an app uh, we've had an, another episode on this but it's a slightly different app and it's a, at a different stage of its development and uh, I just wanted to uh, introduce Anthony welcome to the App Guy podcast Anthony it's a warm welcome to you.
0: Thank you thank you very much Paul it's great to be here.
1: <laughs> yeah so uh, first of all just in terms of your personal journey then um, I understand from our pre-chat that you are working full-time and you're doing um app development as almost a side project but you're looking for funding as well uh with the goal of uh, raising about $135,000 for for development of your idea K- to tell us where you're you're at and wh- a little bit about your background as well that'd be great
0: uh, well my fitness background started out as i was uh i was actually just a very fat overweight non-athletic high school kid um and really nervous and shy, very low self-esteem, and I just got tired of it one day and decided to hit the gym. Um, and from there, it just kind of grew. So I ended up getting a black belt in mixed martial arts, uh, competed in powerlifting, uh, boxed with a bunch of golden gloves, um, sparred with them, uh, a couple of professional boxers. Then I went over to uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym, trained there, and now I've actually started in um, strongman. And I have actually fell in love with that. And I've been doing that for, say, over two years. I think it's between two and three years. Or three years, actually, because this, the idea for the zombie preparedness course came as I was transferring over from martial arts into strongman.
1: Well, you know, first of all, it's really interesting because I think any of the apps to tribe listening to this right now can take a look at their own life and what they're passionate about. And it's quite clearly, you've been inspired by your influences in your life to come up with the idea for the app. And so you're actually trying to manage this whilst doing a full-time job. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I work um, full-time in a psychiatric unit. It's an inpatient 30-bed unit. Um, it's supposed to be short-term, so that's the mainstay of what we get for patients. Um, but I'm also a student in an accelerated nursing program.
1: Right, okay. So what's interesting then is your vision for the future. You've got involved in trying to bring an app to life. And you've got an idea, and you're you're doing something that ninety percent of people don't do, which is take action, take massive action to try and bring this this idea and get funding. Uh, what what did it? What t- type of future do you see for yourself, Anthony? If uh, if you can, you know, can maybe explain what what's attracting you to to actually take on this project and, and where you see yourself going forward?
0: Well, I'd actually like to create. So the company that I incorporated is called Empowering Moment Fitness. And what I wanted to do was create a series of apps that all worked in with each other and worked with the user to give them um, kind of like this ideal fitness trainer, nutritionist in their pocket. Um, so they didn't, because a lot of complaints I always hear is they don't want to go to the gym and then the DVD programs or the apps that are out there aren't very personalized at all. So, and the, the, the f- everything that you hear about nutrition online is always skewed to one person's idea or another and it's not really based on research. So what I wanted to do was give the user all this valuable information and these valuable tools so they can actually get as fit as possible and get the maximum amount of results
1: yeah because i think you're really on to a trend here especially with apple's iphone you know they had uh, this year announced the development of a health kit which is a, an extension of the iphone and it's going to be uh, obviously then there's the apple watch coming out as well and i think there's going to be a a real uh, increase in people using their smartphones and devices for, uh, exercise and for getting fit. And, uh, did you see that trend happening more and more?
0: I do. I do. Um, I take a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say interviews, but I just polls. Like I, I just talk to random people that I meet and friends and coworkers and colleagues. And I just ask them, what are they doing? Are they going to the gym? Are they trying new home workout DVDs? Are they using apps? And the majority of them are using apps these days just because they're either free or they're very inexpensive, um and it works better for them. They can just pull it out of their pocket and hit go.
1: Yeah. So is, again, what I'm learning from you, Anthony, and what we can all be doing listening to this is that if you have an idea and you're passionate about it, then you could be talking about it to the people that you meet, that you're interacting with, and just share your idea. And, it, and I, I, I believe that ideas live when they're out there and they're shared. And uh, do you find that you end up? Uh, Just interviewing random people and chatting to random people about your idea?
0: Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, I try and just – because the first, I would say, three to six months, I really wanted to make it as user – what the user wanted. So it was user-driven. I would want something along those lines where I would get feedback. Well, I did P90X. I did Insanity. I did all these different Beachbody programs. Programs. Well, what did you like about them? What didn't you like about them? I did this app and I did that app. And well, what did you like about those? And what didn't you like about those? And I tried to take all the good and throw them in my app and leave out all the bad. And then I started bringing up this zombie preparedness course and everyone loves the idea about it because it's so personalized and customized to the user and there's nothing else like it on the market.
1: Yeah, so how? tell me, how did you get to the figure of 135,000 is what you need to develop it? Perhaps you can talk, walk us through the process of uh, I'm guessing you're not developing it yourself. You're getting uh, probably external developers to build this for you. How, how did you get to that figure?
0: Well, so I got the. I initially had to raise uh, money for the discovery phase, which is what Microsoft and Tech; those are the app developers that are building it. Call it. Um, it's kind of like their blueprints, their wireframes. So, if you need to build a house, you got to get the blueprints built to build the house. Um, that cost the, me an initial twelve thousand dollars. So I had to get uh, help from family and friends who believed in me, and I showed them that there was promise that this app would come to life. Um, they funded me most of the money, and I came up with the rest. And then we paid for that, and they came up with the, the hours worked. And it's going to cost – it's going to take about 4,500 hours to build. Um, and then on top of that, we need the artwork. So just to build it alone for the iPhone is – I believe it's 68000 and then it's 5,000 just to keep it up on the web, and then it's going to be another 12,000 12, for the art. Um, and there's a couple of minor things that go into there uh, a little bit after that. But then the problem with Kickstarter is that Kickstarter and Amazon both take 5%. So I had to attribute a 10% cost at the end after I attribute in my cost a good average. So, you know, the t shirts, the. Um, I teamed up with the a Zombie 5k run down in Florida um and then like uh, I have uh dog tags and wristbands on there so all those averaged up added in an extra 20 I want to say 24.7% so I had to add that into that figure I believe it was around um came up to 8085,000 I think it was 90,000 because I think I had to still take out a $5,000 personal loan when this all thing is over um And then I had to add on the Kickstarter and Amazon fee afterwards.
1: First of all, I just want to say I'm unbelievably impressed with how much passion and drive that you have to get this thing into reality. Because 99% of the people that, uh, you know, live on this planet do not do anything with their ideas. And, you know, clearly you have taken massive action to bring this to life. Uh, How's it been? then, you know, let's think about, so you had to raise 12000 initially for the wireframe and stuff like that. What have you learned from that experience that you could share with others so that we could learn from maybe the lessons and mistakes that you've had along the way in your, on your journey?
0: Well, the the initial 12000 really wasn't because that comes from your friends and family. So that was that inner circle that you have. So your parents, your grandparents, the people that you've worked with forever. So I had someone, at, a couple of people at work um, that I've worked with for I eight years now, um, they really trusted and believed in me and what they see is they see that passion and they, you present to them the best facts that you have and you present to them the passion that you have to get this, your project completed and they believe in you. They believe in you more than they're going to believe in the project and they believe in your work ethic more than they believe in the project. So that was a good hurdle to cross. The, the bigger hurdle we had was when we were trying to get an investor before the Kickstarter campaign. And that we needed a a solid business plan based on research and that's what we went out and did. So I paid um, 4500 and I did a 50-50 deal with uh, a business consultant and he guided me through the research. I had to basically go out and do all the work and all the findings and he told me if the research was valid or not. And we built a business plan off of that and a pro forma to figure out what our projected, um, our projected income would be off of advertisements or non-advertisements and everything we could do to get an investor out of that. And then that's where the main problems came in. And To warn other entrepreneurs out there, it's, it's a really, um, I wouldn't say sink or swim, but you're swimming, you're like a little little minnow fish kind of swimming in a bunch of barracudas because there's so many different approaches you're going to get from scammers that it's very hard to tell who's, who's trying to scam you and who's legitimate. And then you're going to spend extra monies on attorney fees to figure out who's who. And then it just, it really eats at you after a while. So you have to have your eyes open and be very aware of who's out there.
1: Yeah, that that's brilliant advice. Uh, fantastic advice. And, you know, I'm just almost reliving some of my uh, experiences as well since I left my uh, city job and became a, an entrepreneur, uh, work from home parent. And uh, I remember setting up my first business, a bricks and water business. And it's very easy to get caught down the rabbit hole of uh, spending money on finding solutions. Um, you kind, of, I kind of lost track of uh, how a business really works, which is to make money at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, So I was, yeah, we need this. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. Just writing checks, left, right and center. And of course, I had a big payout from uh, my job. So I, I was uh, fairly cash rich at the time. Um, but uh, I fell into that trap of believing everybody around me that I needed this and that, you know, and, and of course their only motivation uh, is selling you something. And right. uh, uh, of course I learned the hard way, which I think a lot of us do, and uh, that hence my migration to this uh, online world and apps because uh, I, I felt that it was um, easier and uh, to or less risky than um, doing a bricks and mortar type business. So... Um, that's really wonderful advice anthony and uh thanks for you know bringing that out so uh you you've uh, raised you've done the initial findings you've found the research I'm guessing that validated your idea, but then your uh challenge was to uh get an investment or find investors. How did you go about trying to look for investors
0: well i tried uh, there's a bunch of different websites out there um I think it's, one was uh, angelinvestor.com. Another one was, uh, I can't remember the other one. But you, when you put yourself out there, you really attract a lot of scam artists. And I tried through LinkedIn, um, and I continually try even as the Kickstarter campaign is running, just because I want to try all avenues to get this thing funded. Um, and it's literally you just you keep hammering and emailing people and going through any type of website you can find and LinkedIn profile you can look at. And anybody that will talk to you about it, you you talk to them about it um, but it's it's difficult because with like a brick and mortar business like the original idea I had once upon a time was, uh, was a gym but a gym has a lot of overhead costs and the beauty with this app is that there is no overhead cost, there's just the initial cost so once it's built, it's built. So, but um, I don't know, do you, have you ever seen Shark Tank,
1: fall? Yes, well, we had, uh, we've got something similar, in fact, that originated from this country called Dragon's Den, and uh, uh, in fact, I've had people from Shark Tank on this show as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with it.
0: Um, okay, so the, the key question is, what were, you know, how many sales have you made? What are, what are your profits? And when I get that question, it's it's very hard to answer that, because it's, well, I don't have any sales and I haven't had any profits. I'm all in the red. And they're like, well, why? And how are you going to say is this successful? It's like, well, as soon as I get the money, then I'm going to get the profits and the sales. If I if I had profits and sales, then I would never need to talk to you because it's a one-time fee and I'm done. Like once I build it, it's I'm good to go.
1: Yes, exactly. It's a bit of a chicken and egg situation, especially with apps. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of people are, and this is why I do this podcast, is to try and bring out the authentic, real situations from people because we all hear the good news in the press, you know, the fact that uh, uh, all these apps are being bought out by Google and Facebook and Yahoo and uh, making a lot of millionaires and billionaires from little apps, you know, which is it kind of sounds crazy. But of course, what I've learned in this this whole podcast series is that that is the creme de la creme. It's very unusual. Uh, It's uh, uh, highly concentrated. And there are millions and millions of us who unfortunately have to deal with the reality that is um, that it's very hard to be noticed and seen and be different and unique. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just wondered what you you know, if you have any comments about how, how tough it is out there when trying to bring a, um, an idea to reality and getting investment.
0: Yeah, it's it's very, very difficult because it's it's a big question of, well, who are you? You know where? Where do you come from? I mean, I can say my fitness background, but I mean, a lot of people can say that. There's no, there's no degrees. There's no education. There's no. um, It's not like I'm a UFC fighter. Um, I've even, you know, I've even switched sports from what my app pertains, which I think has actually hindered me. Looking, looking back on it, Um, so it is just it's highly difficult to get noticed and get uh, just that verification that you're as an investor would see it, that you're not a scam and that you are a real person and you're not going to waste their time. So I think it actually, that that wasting of time, like, you know, a scam artist wastes the entrepreneur time and drives him nuts, and then the investor actually worries about that same thing because they don't want to deal with that nonsense. So it's, it's very difficult to get that validation um, recognition.
1: Yeah, Um, Well, I mean, if we do have any investors listening to the show and uh, you want a terrific idea, it sounds like you've put a lot of uh, effort and work into it, then I will have links to this, uh, your uh, show, in the show notes, I'll have links to your, uh, your site and your, and the ways to get hold of you. Uh, So that's going to uh, theappguide.co, theappguide.co, and just search uh, for the episode with uh, Anthony Kolika. So um, that's wonderful. Uh, In Terms of then what there's two other things we like to do on this show before we say goodbye, Anthony. And uh, one of them is that uh, we like to try and flesh out another another app idea. I know you've uh, you, you've walked us through what you already have. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering you're a man of ideas, and if you're want if you're willing, will, will you be able to share any other ideas for apps that you may have had that perhaps you're not going to pursue the time to 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 make.
0: Um. Well, I had to, like, wow, like that i won't ever make or that well I, it's up to you
1: i mean you're, you're happy to share them but you are talking to a bunch of uh, indie app developers and entrepreneurs and uh, it may be that someone takes your idea and builds it themselves right. so
0: so we'll we'll say this we will keep those locked in key because there are other golden ideas as long as i can get an investor for the original idea
1: yeah just give us your bad ideas <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not sure i think i throw those out as soon as they come in my head like how to make a cheese sandwich. Crap, that was a bad one.
1: Yeah, uh, someone I, someone did say once uh, that there's no bad ideas. Just or just any idea. Just get it out there, and it's, it's only really a, a validation of uh, an idea is when it when market gets it and does what it, what it needs to do. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I think any idea can be a good idea, but and what I learned through um, going through that business coach and uh, consultant was that the research has to prove that it's a good idea. So any idea can be a good idea, but you need to find the research that backs it up. And if the research is there, then yeah, you have a great idea, or you have a good idea, or you have a mediocre idea. Or you could have a horrible idea, but you need to go put in the work to find that out.
1: Okay, so I've got an idea, <laughs> which is that the whole point of, again, this segment of the show is we try and flesh out uh, potential ideas and maybe we need some kind of uh, app that would enable us to vote up and down uh, ideas that are submitted, and and not. Uh, I guess Kickstarter is already there, and it's it's fully dominant pretty much uh, for pledging ideas. But what about the early seeds of an idea? Because I have ideas every single day, and they end up going into Evernote, which nobody ever sees. Yeah. So I maybe think uh, an ideas app where we get, uh, maybe it's based on location, and so it can take the coordinates of where you are located, and then if it's relevant to a certain location, it can be split that way, or maybe it can split by genre. But some ideas app where you can vote up and down the ideas uh, that are coming to life.
0: Or you can get like a different, like a algorithm there, like a, how Match.com does for people. You can get ideas and interests matched up to you so when you scroll into this app you see a whole bunch of things that may interest you and you can vote yes or no whether they're good ideas or bad ideas
1: anthony you are a genius my friend that is amazing (laughs) so match for ideas versus entrepreneurs so anyone listening right now they think yeah you know i'm really passionate about golf but i've got no idea for an app and someone comes up with the idea then you're matching those two parties together yep like it there you go right like, <laughs> anyone listening there's the idea for today
0: yeah uh, i was gonna it just came to me what about an investor entrepreneur idea relationship like hey i'm legit oh hey i like that click
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yes yeah, i mean obviously there's angel but i don't think angel has an app actually angel.co uh so they, yeah. they need an app maybe um and it, it, that that would be quite relevant and i know it's it, um it seems to be concentrated on some of the big investors in there but uh Yeah, it's obviously a wonderful idea. Anyone interested, it's uh, angel.co, which we've had a lot of guests from Angel as well. So, Mm. Right, now the other thing we do, Anthony, on this show uh, is that we ask you, as um, we love apps, we love using and finding out about new apps. Do you have a smartphone? And if you do, then I'm guessing it's a yes. Uh, Yes. What what are your uh, one or two apps that are on your phone that you could recommend to us that you think maybe we haven't come across before?
0: Um, so I'll give you one that I use. Uh, I actually just launched in America and it should launch over in the UK on the 17th. It's called uh, the Borderlands pre-sequel. It's a, it's a video game for Xbox and they actually have, i will actually pull out my phone. Give me two.
1: Oh, is that the, I think I might've played Borderlands, that game on uh, iPad and iPhone.
0: Yeah, they have it on the iPad and iPhone, but it's also for PC, Xbox 360 and the PS3. Um, and it's actually called shift codes and you just, I like it because it, uh, it gives you these really cool guns for the game and you get to do just a lot more fun stuff and figure out different ways to blow up enemies. So that's, <laughs> just, I mean, that's okay. a fun app because I just get to enjoy my video game more, um, whenever I get a chance to play it. Um, and the other one, I, uh, I'm a big, um, it's called the chive. Right. It's, okay. a, it's based out in Texas, but they have a lot of funny pictures um, and they're a big uh, support and commu- um, support group for different outreaches. So they'll have like um, kids that are paralyzed or debilitating diseases or cancer, and they'll do fundraises for them. And it's a it's a they seem to have a good heart towards those people. And then they'll also just post a whole bunch of funny pictures, which just helps the, uh, you know de stress you.
1: Well, that sounds good because we had an entrepreneur on this show uh, called Bobby Valentine, who was the entrepreneur behind an app called FitRaise, and uh, that was an app that was helping people raise uh, money for various charities and events so uh, yeah I do think that um, that there's a big opportunity there to help charities if you're an app developer right now maybe we need to um, sort of give you a little bit more stress to think about building an app for uh, one of your local charities help help them fundraise
0: yeah especially i mean there's there's some very noble charities out there, especially like um saint jude's uh children's uh, was it children's hospital um you know they cover all the costs for the for the families and the patient, and it's just for pediatric uh, oncology patients.
1: Yeah, we almost need to take take a step back here and think how, how much are we doing with our talents and skills listening to this? How much are we actually doing for good causes? Like, for example, I, uh, just uh, yesterday I was at a meeting where they were trying to raise some money for our local school. And I think they had managed to raise enough for some uh, iPads uh, into the school. But, uh, you know, there were suggestions that we need to do a leaflet drop, which is like, to me, like really old-fashioned i mean no one ever reads a leaflet drop you know put little leaflets up in the local store uh but of oh, course okay. yeah so i just i g I'm kind of want to appeal to anyone listening to the abster tribe now how much are you doing for good causes with what you know so uh, <clears throat> anthony we're getting towards the end is there anything you feel that we've missed upon that we we should have talked about any any final thoughts
0: no i mean um i think I mean, I could tell you a little bit more about how the app works and how it is so different.
1: Yeah, let's let's finish up by doing that. Let's go through your app. um, So just
0: most apps out there, actually just about every single app out there in home DVD workouts, you just plug it in and go. Mine, you actually take a physical fitness exam and put in your height and weight before you even start. So this way, the intensity of the program is actually tailored to you. And then the difficulty of exercises changes monthly. But you don't have to proceed into the higher difficulty if you don't want to. So the app is really the intensity and the difficulty is tailored to your abilities. And then at the end of three months, you're retested and you're going to score higher. That's without a doubt. And depending on how higher you're going to score is if that intensity is going to change. But even if the intensity doesn't change, you can reach the higher difficulty month and excel even more. So it's a, it's a continual ongoing process that personalizes itself to you. So this way you always get results. Like I've tried this out on about... I would say ten to fifteen of my clients. I even put it. I even made my uh, my older sister do it after she gave birth to her second child, and she looked ripped. So it it definitely works. It's a great program. It's just it's getting it out there and getting people's hands on it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, when we finish. Uh- Uh, having this chat I will uh, speak to you about potential people I can introduce you to who have similar apps uh, not doing what you're doing but uh, certainly fitness apps and actually I just want to appeal to anyone listening right now that we've heard your story you know if if you can contribute to uh, Anthony either I guess investment or even I'm guessing you're looking for um, contributions for skills talents anyone who can uh, contribute that for you know uh, image image work graphics then uh, how do we best reach out to you anthony how do we best uh, get in touch
0: uh best is through my email um that would be empowering moment fitness at gmail.com uh i get that no matter what and i can always answer that usually within like six to six to ten hours
1: great wonderful well thank you very much for coming on our show the app guide podcast um, all of us wish you the best uh, with the development of the app and uh, you know with your progress I mean I'm just so blown away by how much effort and time you've got into uh, the, the, the app so far and the project so we really do think that uh, however the outcome the, the, the gain and the knowledge you've had in, in the, your journey so far is, is obviously inspirational to me and I'm sure inspirational to everyone listening well
0: thank you and thank you for uh, talking to me today I appreciate it
1: Thank you for listening to this podcast.
0: Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast.